Hello everyone, and welcome to the Coochie Kobe podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 4, Sexy Dance Fighting. So the recap is, when Tina develops a crush on the new martial arts instructor in town, she joins the class and ends up shirking her responsibilities at the restaurant. Bob finds out what's going on and decides to take matters into his own hands. This episode is also the introduction of Jairo, the capoeira instructor. Let's get into it. In the intro, it's a normal intro, and the store next door is the Meth I Can Methadone Clinic. We go inside the restaurant, and Tina's laying on the restaurant floor moaning. She's pubing out real hard because Jordan Sturman moved away, and they'll never play kickball again. Jean and Louise tease her until Linda warns that they'll go through puberty one day, too. They are grossed out, but Tina says they can't hurt her anyway because she's already dead. They spend a full minute talking about Tina's mustache. It's only one hair, but it is not subtle. Linda thinks it's beautiful. I would like to note that we never, ever see the one hair again. That would be really hard to animate, but maybe Tina eventually decided to pluck it. I don't know. Uh, Jean and Louise decide to leave Tina on the floor so they can go have a childhood. 30 minutes later, Tina is still moaning on the floor as Linda laughs through a phone conversation with Ginger. Bob heaves Tina off the ground to be on the grill. It's her special responsibility that he tries to paint in a positive light as them spending father-daughter time together. She's not buying it. Bob confesses that he can't trust Louise or Jean on the grill because fire comes out of it. I would not trust them on the grill either, especially not to know when meat is done. Like, they could be killing people by putting Louise or Jean on the grill. It's not worth the risk. Louise rushes in to claim Tina from the grill because they saw the most amazing thing ever. It might be the best day of her life, aside from the day you two kids were born, she says. <laughs> Tina says Dad won't let her leave work. She means fun. But then he gives in and they all race out of the restaurant. Jean and Louise decide to blindfold Tina and watch her walk down the street bumping into poles. They try to describe the wonder they've seen while totally neglecting to give her any guidance whatsoever. First they thought it was a breakdancing class, then a special needs class, and then a special needs breakdancing class. But they do definitely know it's Brazilian, so maybe they just recognize the flag in the studio. Everyone in the class takes off their shoes, so when they open the door, the whole block smells like feet that have been cooked in feet. Ugh, that's so gross. They walk up to the capoeira studio to see a shirtless instructor dancing with a boy in the middle of the circle of people. Tina says the studio smells exotic, like ranch dressing, and decides to sign up for the class based solely on seeing gyro. Louise and Jean fall to the floor writhing as Tina opens the door while she breathes deeply of the exotic foot smell. Back at the restaurant, we see Tina doing capoeira as she wipes off the tables. It looks very inefficient. She's kind of just waving her arms around as she moves from side to side. I don't... It's definitely not comparable to what we see Jaira doing later in the episode. The burger of the day board behind her advertises the Fig Ed About It burger. It doesn't say what it comes with, but I'm guessing fig jam. She's trying to tell Bob and Linda about capoeira, but they don't get it, so she has them go upstairs to watch her capoeira DVD. It costs $14.99. So, we get to see the DVD with them. According to Gyro's DVD, capoeira is the most seductive form of self-defense. It combines peacefulness, fighting, and cardio. It is breathtaking, but also breath-giving. The Bento Box animation team makes it look exactly like all the other animation in the show, but I kind of hope that it's just like really bad Photoshop. Gyro obviously made it himself, and I doubt he has really stellar graphic design skills. The DVD ends with a shot of Gyro and some students at the Troca de Cordoas, or a court ceremony. Some of the students are in Tina's class later, which means that he just made this DVD. For some reason, all the students are holding long bows. We see this again later, but it is never explained. So Bob is not impressed by the DVD. He thought Tina was doing the one move that she knows wrong, but that's just what it looks like. 
Bob says that Tina doesn't need some male model to teach her how to fight, and decides that he can do it himself. Bob and Tina set up to spar as Jean ominously plays the tambourine. Tina attempts a capoeira move and accidentally flips over and falls on her back. Um, it's really hard to know what she was trying to do, but it's kind of impressive that she managed to flip like that. Uh, it was totally on accident, though. Eight classes later, so probably about two weeks later, we see a montage of Tina being obsessed with Gyro. She continues doing the one move that she knows in as inconvenient a place as possible. She does it in front of the TV as Bob is trying to brush his teeth and even wakes Bob up to tell him weird stuff about Gyro. Gyro says he can hypnotize animals, shh, but only if they want to be hypnotized. Tina, shh, 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 shh. Which they almost always do. Tina! Gyro says toothpaste insults your teeth. Tina, go to bed. Gyro only needs two hours of sleep at night. Because he regulates his heart. Tina, get out. Gyro sleeps with his eyes open. Tina! <laughs> this is just the absolute weirdest stuff that Tina could have chosen to tell Bob. It's amazing. Does this remind anyone else of the montage in Mean Girls when everyone is telling Katie about Regina George? Except the fun facts about Gyro are so, so much weirder. And, like, impossible to prove. At the Capoeira studio, we see Tina fantasizing about Gyro during class. Class ends and Gyro announces that there will now be an hour of practice. It's optional, unless you're serious about capoeira, so it's really not optional. Tina decides, due to peer pressure and her opinion of Gyro's hotness, to stay in practice. Back at the restaurant, Bob is irked that Tina isn't back yet from her capoeira class, aka her kookaburra class, according to Linda. Jean accidentally set the girl on fire again, and as Bob puts it out, Louise asks, What is your problem with fire? Fire is fascinating, but not inside. Bob tells them to go away and collect trash, just pretty much from anywhere, because he just wants them to go away, and they start chanting a song about trash. Oh, I would love to hear the full version. Alright, so Bob is going down to Tina's capoeira class to remind her that she made a commitment to be there. As he'll say in later episodes, it's the principle of the thing. Kind of only when it helps Bob, though, like his insurance fraud episode is not really related to principles. It's a problem that Tina isn't there because Bob has his quote-unquote meeting at 4.30, it's when he has an appointment with the toilet, per se. So, Bob decides to postpone his meeting to go remind Tina of her commitment, and Linda says that he should just have little meetings throughout the day instead of one big one. Little poops. Bob goes to Gyro's studio and is hit in the face by the exotic ranch smell of stinky feet. It's practically visible. It's disgusting. As he walks in, we see that the store across the street is called Juicy Sushi, which only makes the thought of all the foot smell worse. Imagine what the people from the sushi restaurant can smell. Ugh. So Bob tries to whisper yell at Tina, who is watching Gyro dry himself off. Another ugh. Gyro meets Bob and says that his name is Gyro, like gyrate. He enjoys helping elderly men repair their aging bodies. Strike two for Gyro in this conversation. He invites Bob to stay and participate in the next class, but Bob says he's not much of a dancer. Surprise, surprise, Gyro gets offended and says that capoeira is highly dangerous. Bob laughs it off, but then compliments Gyro by saying that it seems like a great way to stay in shape, like jazzercise. Gyro is instantly 10 out of 10 offended. He asks the class if they'd like to see a demonstration and just starts dancing around Bob before whipping him with his ponytail and tripping him. Okay, let's unpack this. Even though it is a martial arts studio, Gyro basically assaulted Bob. Bob did not consent to participating in a demonstration, and Gyro could have really hurt him. Bob could have broken his tailbone, or what if he had a medical condition? If Bob were a hemophiliac, Gyro potentially could have killed him. I really dislike Gyro. It's the whole Randy lack of consent thing again, except with the added plus of physical assault. Anyway, Bob lands so hard on his butt that he poops his pants right in the middle of the studio. He tries to get Tina to go in the corner and create a distraction, but she's so bad at it. They are both at peak embarrassment, so he just crab walks out of the studio. 
I wonder if he crab walks all the way home. It's at least a block or two. So we catch up with Linda in the kitchen a few hours later, telling Ginger all about Bob's situation. She tells the kids not to talk about it, and then starts going on and on about it as soon as he comes into the room, basically saying that it's not embarrassing to be beaten by someone younger and cuter than yourself. Louise tells Bob that it only takes two pounds of pressure to drive someone's nose bone into their brain. She wants him to get revenge. I'm not surprised. Gene starts playing Revengerine, Revengerine on his tambourine. I love this family. Bob is traumatized and never wants to talk about it again, but he's pleased that Tina will now be quitting her capoeira class. She doesn't want to because her body needs it, she says it in a super weird way, but Bob argues that her body needs to be working in the restaurant. Tina reluctantly agrees and then slumps onto the floor to groan. Bob says she's not doing it right, so they all take turns. You know, you have to learn to groan right, Tina. Hey, she groans fine. It sounds weird. So you groan, then, if you're so good at it. Uh, That's a groan. Yeah. Uh, I'll do it. Let me do it. Uh, uh, They're all pretty good at it, but I love how they all just get together and decide to all groan together. On a happier note, Bob just got out of the shower, so he feels clean again, and I'm really pleased that he owns a bathrobe. Like, having seen his lazy pants and some of the other clothes that he owns, I was not optimistic. The next day in the restaurant, Tina is still groaning and lying down in the kitchen when Gyro walks in. We see that the burger of the day is the Roquefort Files burger, a reference to the Rockford Files. Bob is displeased to see Gyro. Gyro came because he got a message that Tina needed to be convinced to come back. It turns out that Louise sent it so Bob could get revenge on Gyro, so Louise keeps trying to hand him, like, knives and a cheese grater, all the sharp things. She's devious, and I like it. Gyro decides to wait to talk to Tina and asks Bob about their fresh-squeezed juice selection. Bob says they don't have one because fresh-squeezed juice and capoeira are stupid. He does a really bad impression of Gyro's accent. He just sounds French. Bob is not a world traveler, so I guess he's just working with what he's got to do imitations of Gyro with. Tina pops out from the kitchen to shut down the argument and complains that Bob won't let her train anymore because Gyro made him poop his pants. Oh, they were not supposed to tell Gyro that, but Gyro is somehow not faced by this and tells Bob that it's okay to be embarrassed because it is quite common for a wounded animal to make a bowel movement as he is defeated by a much stronger predator. Gyro even shows Bob some very convenient sphincter-tightening exercises, which Jean loves. Bob shuts it down, and Gyro decides to leave because his stomach is full of negative energy, and it's time for class. He invites Tina and insinuates that being her capoeira instructor is more important than being a father. Ouch. Bob tries to ground Tina to keep her from leaving, and it doesn't work. He decides instead to disown her as his grill cook. Bob always seems, like, really nice to me, but he does have a temper. Louise says she'll go get her and just yells at Tina down the street, saying, You're dead to us! And Bob pretends it was helpful. <laughs> A few days later, Bob and Linda are putting cups away as they talk about Tina's karate concert, as Linda calls it. The Trocaje Cordois, as most other characters call it. The burger of the day is These Collards Don't Run Burger, which comes with collard greens. These Collards Don't Run is a saying now and a reference to Bob feeling that Tina has betrayed him. They're talking about the Trocaje Cordois, which I really hope I'm saying right. It seems like the way they say it in the episode. Bob's decided not to attend, and Linda knows it's just because he's worried about Tina growing up and leaving. Bob denies this, but we see Bob imagining Tina cooking with him while wearing a graduation gown, then a wedding dress, and then carrying a baby in a baby sling. The baby also has glasses. Bob had kind of imagined that Tina would spend the rest of her life next to him grilling burgers, and then the kids enter the restaurant. 
Tina's wearing her Tupperware outfit, which just looks like white pajamas. Bob tries to talk to Tina about how you can't abandon the things you love for sexy dance fighting, and she says, I bet if I were a hamburger, you'd come watch me fight, and runs out. I love when the episode title is in the episode. Is Bob saying that sexy dance fighting is sexy possibly the first hint that he might be bisexual, or is he just echoing Tina? Something to consider. So, as the family leaves, Louise is still trying to convince Bob to take revenge. She even cut his credit card into a ninja star. Later, we see Teddy and Mort in the restaurant with Bob. They're wondering why he decided not to attend the Troca de Cordoas, and Teddy convinces Bob that the ceremony, which literally means it's exchange of strands, means that Tina is becoming a woman and he needs to go. So Bob forces Teddy out, but he does have him pay his bill, which is only four sixteen. but that definitely doesn't cover any of the burgers, and Teddy has one on his plate. And Bob rushes to the Capoeira studio just in time to see Tina perform. Tina seems to do well, but Gyro refuses to give her her yellow cord, even though it looks like she did all five movements. He was way harder on Tina than he was on Neil, the kid who went before her, only because Bob showed up. So Bob tries to take the cord for Tina, and Gyro starts attacking him. It is hard to watch. Despite it being 4.30, aka the time for Bob's appointment, Bob keeps getting up to fight again, and the crowd starts chanting for him. They can all see now that Gyro is just being a bully, and they really feel for Bob. Tina finally realizes it too, and she starts cheering for Bob too. She's back on his side. That scene is very inspirational, and there's a real Rocky vibe. Despite how hard it is to watch Bob get knocked down so many times, he just seems to land so hard. Gene's tambourine is still going too. I love that he brought it. Bob is such a good dad, and he only gets better throughout the series. So the next day, Tina is back on the grill, and everything is back to normal. Gyro knocked Bob down like 25 times, and Tina never got her cord. But that's okay, because now she's interested in Russian kettlebell strength training. <laughs> Bob refuses to watch the DVD, but he does promote Tina and awards her yellow dishwashing gloves. They try to give Tina the day off, but it doesn't really work, because of Jean and Louise, of course. Tina, honey, we're giving you the day off! Go do something fun! Do you know where this dead seal is? What's that about? It's a dead seal, Mom. It's a washed-up seal. They go poke at it. We're going to slap it. It makes a great sound. And I sample the slaps. Sounds like an orgy. I like dead seals, but I think I'm going to stay here instead. I'm actually having fun at work today. Besides, it's our father-daughter time. It is really sweet that Tina decides to hang out with Bob and enjoy her father-daughter time instead of checking out the dead seal. It's a really sweet ending, and then we have the classic credits. So, final thoughts... This episode is probably a little bit shorter than the usual Coochie Kofi podcast episodes because it isn't one of my favorite episodes, but it is really solid. I just really don't like Gyro, but I love the foundation this builds for us to help understand Bob and Tina's relationship. I think understanding their relationship is really important, especially as we're coming up on the episode Sheesh Cab Bob, when Bob decides to drive a cab to help pay for Tina's birthday party. Also, did anyone else think capoeira was not a real thing? I thought it was totally fake. Uh, but my main thoughts for this episode are about Gyro's jerkiness. He is such a douche! Sorry. He eventually redeems himself in Sexy Dance Healing, but that's only after a lot of financial hardship, being financially liable for injuring Bob, and a lot of kindness from Bob, you know, letting him live and work in the basement and stuff. So Sexy Dance Healing Gyro is acceptable. Sexy Dance Fighting Gyro is disgusting. He insults Bob and then attacks him for comparing capoeira to jazzercise. 
Finally, he attacks him again for just trying to defend his daughter, and he knocks him down a full 25 times in front of, you know, basically his entire capoeira class. That's his livelihood. And punishing Bob is still more important to them than preserving that. Maybe that's why he eventually goes through such financial hardship, because no one wants to go to the capoeira class of a bully. And let's think about it. Let's do some math. If Bob gets knocked down 25 times, let's say that it takes 15 seconds for Gyro to attack Bob, knock him down, and for Bob to get back up. Just because, you know, we got to choose a number for this to work. Okay, it takes six and a quarter minutes at least for Gyro to attack Bob if it takes 15 seconds. That's a long time. That would be really hard to watch. Anyway, sexy dance fighting Gyro sucks. We should all be respectful to each other, but Bob was way nicer than Gyro, and Gyro retaliated just as a five-year-old would. At least we eventually got to see some character growth, but for me, just this Gyro is really hard to watch, and especially really hard for me to see Tina admiring him instead of Bob. That brings us to the question of the week, and of course, it is Gyro-centric. So the question is, is Gyro really Brazilian? This seems like a silly question, but hear me out. We know that Jimmy Pesto is not really Italian. He just decided to pretend to be Italian because he loves mob movies. What if Gyro did something similar? We know that Capoeira is Brazilian. Gyro doesn't seem to be a native English speaker, especially as he inquires about the meanings of words or gets them just a little bit wrong, but his actual accent is pretty nonspecific. Also, his DVD is just him doing capoeira in front of badly photoshopped pictures of the Christ statue in Rio de Janeiro and women dressed for carnival. Is Gyro pretending to be Brazilian just to make his brand of capoeira seem more genuine? Think about it. I think yes, but that's probably just because I don't like him and I want him to be additionally disingenuous. Anyway, is Gyro really Brazilian? Think about it and let me know. Thanks again for listening to the Coochie Kopi podcast. Please review and subscribe if you can, and we'll see you again in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye.